Okay, Perak or Vad Ravi, page Resh Ayin Gimel, which is the fourth Vad on his Bainanus, which is a contemplation or reflection. So now what we're going to do is be able to reflect deeply from within our own guf. Based on a pasuk in Eov, and perhaps we're going to be able to be mekayim that will, to reflect on Hakadosh Baruch Hu from our own guf. Reb Levi b'shem Reb Chanina al kol neshima v'neshima shu neishem tzaruch lekalis laHakadosh Baruch Hu shenem rakol neshama tahalal ka. So he brings a medrash that on every breath that we breathe, a person needs to praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu based on a pasuk. So he says, how often, I mean, really just very straightforward. Uh, you could almost like, you know, read a biology book. How often do we concentrate or do we take note of just all of the functions within our body, the beating of the heart, the breath? Have we just focused or looked at the how our, how our body is structured? That Hakadosh Baruch Hu fashioned us. He just brings psukim. He goes through some of the psukim in Eov. He goes through some psukim afterwards in uh, in Kapitel Kuflamates. He says. Uh, he says, The capital over there goes through that Akadish Baruch Hu, he knows our heart, he knows our thoughts when we stand, when we sit. And you go through, it goes in in a lot of detail how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved in our life, how much nothing is hidden from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and uh, how much we have to just take note of, really just very detailed as you go through it, um, and it's just a point of reflection. It's not so much, uh, it's not so much really any, uh, any like intellectual points other than to just step by step uh, go through. Next paragraph. So he says, as far as this Vad is concerned, there are many brachas that we make a bracha on eating and drinking. If a person goes through all of the brachas hashachar, first of all, we have brachas anenin, we eat, we drink, we have brachas hasher yatsar, we have brachas that a Kodesh Baruch who opens our eyes. When we go to sleep, when we wake up. How often do we just reflect on all of the processes that we that, that uh, we are involved in in everyday life? So as, as much as we take it for granted, because it's everyday life, at some point it behooves us to spend a certain amount of time just literally reflecting. I mean, imagine if you would write it down on a piece of paper it comes up all the time that people focus on it if they have you know an illness if a person if a person would have something wrong with any one of these functions that we take for granted then it would become very relevant you know, you know you, you'd realize how important any one of these processes are can you imagine how much Yerushimayim is hidden if a person would reflect on just any one of these processes throughout the day 
Peshas asiyas tarchenu nizbainin sholish pa'amim b'yom nibbiniflos ha'koyach ha'doycha ha'menakas ha'guf mikol ha'sigim. So the first one that he suggests over here is just go, is going to the bathroom and he says throughout the day a person should should focus on the idea that he's able to eliminate waste. The uh, Actually in the Likuta Moran Shirem that we're giving, so he he actually talks about eating in the context of the mizbeach and the context of making birurim of really just understanding the process the process in the bria and relating to it within the uh, w- within the person himself the idea that somebody can take nutrients take a piece of food which is uh, you know encapsulated into one item eat it have the nutrients go into the blood and turn into energy that are basically going to turn into life if a person would not eat then there why should their neshama go out of their body. Why should a person die because they don't eat physical food? Maybe they'll become very weak. So a person is able to eat food. A person is able that that food should revive them, that their neshama should stay in their body, that the nutrients go into the blood and turn into muscles and, you know, etc., etc. And that whatever whatever ultimately is left from the physical part of the food turns into waste. And it's it's literally a process of birurim, a process of separation, a process of taking something that's that's mixed up, taivara, and being able to separate it into its components, everything goes where, where it's supposed to. This process that takes place, um, which we acknowledge we acknowledge on the way in, but when we are able to nourish ourselves and sustain ourselves from bracha rishona and bracha achrona, and, and through through bracha uh, mazon, and then we're able to, the, the whole process of being able to expel waste, we acknowledge when you say asher yatsar, this process is, is, uh, is rel- pretty incredible. And, you know, you mentioned a second ago that the process really takes place, not only in the context of food, uh, Rabbi Nachman talks about it in the context of the Mizbeach, uh, literally that this process of Birurim, he talks about in terms of the Eitz Adas Tovarah and the idea of being able to distinguish and so that we can define, the, instead of having this uh, this ambiguous mixture of being able to separate out the Tov and the Ra, but it's one of the processes that's central at every level of the Bria. Kasher Savanu is Nazu, once we're actually satiated, as it were, from this reflection, Naschel is Bainin so this whole process that we st- he starts off and says think about after when a person says Asher Yatzar a person could focus on it and as a person is eating you know one of the problems with this uh, with this Vad is it's really nothing there's literally zero Chidushim that we're saying it's really if you're actually you would actually spend time on it the the uh, the chiddush is to actually do it um, which actually would be very eye-opening because when you move into a place where you're able to you know usually you think that there's the avoda part of your day if you daven you do mitzvahs um, hopefully there's not the negative part of your day if you're doing averis but then there's all of the regular stuff the day-to-day things where you wake up you walk you, you, you drive carpool you pick people up you, you go you eat you go through all of the everyday you go to work once you can relate to eating as something that's either avodas Hashem, it's a point of under, recognizing the flies habore. A person get closer to a kaddish baruch Hu through the eating process. Appreciate how Hashem interacts with the world what our places in the world, our avoda, and how amazing the human body is, how amazing our bechir is, all of these ideas that are inherent in the eating process, 
Or a person can eat and it can be self-serving. It could be just a self-centered thing that a person eats what tastes good, regardless of health and avodas Hashem, just to sort of um, sustain and make themselves feel good. If you eating is is one part of that, especially because it's so central to a person's pleasure, there are certain things, you know. Also, in terms of Yitzhahara, you know, issues issues, but eating, but certain things really, number one, they're necessary to sustain to perpetuate life, but also they're incredibly pleasurable in terms of the experience. Once a person takes those experiences that are very at the ground level of life itself and they're able to relate to those as a voda, and then you can extrapolate outward and take those things that are less so uh, you know, fundamental to, uh, to life itself, and everything becomes either an avoda or self-centered. Uh, so at that point, it, it, it is actually a, a fundamental transformation of the life experience, because instead of just going through the motions for 98% of your day, and then even through the motions in a ruchnia sense, but things that are just part of your schedule and obligations, and everything becomes an opportunity for awareness. Um, you, you identify, I think we mentioned one of the last few weeks, to just even just to identify the, as you go through your day, just the things that you do by rote and by habit, and just sort of like isolate them in your mind. So that you're not on autopilot, so that even as you go through your day and you're doing the same things that you do if you were on autopilot, but you recognize them and you inject kavana into them, you can literally live a life of conscious avoda or uh, or the opposite. Yachadim hislam dezos and lame deshara b'china b'chovus halavavas bi and heitev, which there's good Hebrew ones, English ones. The Rav Miller one is very good. V'gam nayin b'sefer amunu b'tochen l'maran chaznish parak rishon. Also, the Hebrew is not that easy, but there's an English one also. But these are sfarim that uh, you know they, we we could have looked it up and started quoting from it. But it's re- it's really just advice, things that are going to put you onto the path for appreciating and uh, developing a consciousness for everyday activity for developing gratitude. A person can't hope. If a person does avoda without developing a sense of gratitude and duty, so then they don't really owe HaKadosh Baruch Hu anything, and they, if anything, they just deserve a pat on the back for all of the mitzvahs that they do. It's not really until a person appreciates, it's a, what a lot of the, the beginning of Shara B'china is about, until a person, Shara B'china comes before Avodah Salukim, until you have, you don't have gratitude and appreciation, so then you can't be an Eved Hashem, the same thing by the Seder, by Pesach, until uh, the, the, we mentioned one time that Reb Brebdes Haggadah, which is very good, is divided into two sections uh, before the Haggadah part, the two sections are basically Hakarasatov and Avdus. Once a person has Hakarasatov, then you can be an Eved Hashem. You, be, you can't really have Hakarasatov until you open your eyes and you appreciate the things around you. So, But to really develop these things, a person has to engage. It's not enough to just know something intellectually. You have to integrate it into your consciousness, and that just takes it takes the actual work. A person should not leave this go until it's fruitful. It takes five minutes to explain but it takes a long time to still starts to produce and like we explained once a person is able to do this they can become they can become a new person um the the uh going back just for a second to the capital and kuflamates uh so we said so uh, again a lot of it is 
it's addressing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's interaction with the world and interaction with us, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu formed us in the womb. In other words, that every single part of our consciousness, our personality, the way that we interact with the world, our likes and our dislikes, everything was formed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so there's nothing that's happenstance. Even the regular, the, the, the way that we go, it's all planned by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to the extent that it's planned by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so that means that it's an opportunity to utilize both our strengths and our weaknesses, the things that we have a specific affinity for, we can use for, for Tov, and it means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in a very calculated way, gave us the types of personality and the types of things that we like, and they're meant to be used, and they could be used towards Avoda to just go on autopilot, Pilot is taking is taking the things that Hakadosh Baruch Hu very specifically gave us and sort of not acknowledging them and we can use them and just not be getting closer to Hashem from them because we're not conscious uh, and you know as far as things that uh, that we have that are challenges that are areas for opportunity not uh, not understanding what they are so if a person understands that everything in life both the everyday the mundane the body processes and things that are very specific specific to this person and to his personality are all there specifically for him or her to grow from so at that point life becomes an engaged conscious avoda and it becomes it becomes a totally uh, different life otherwise uh, otherwise just look around and, and time passes it goes very quickly uh, and a person feels like they did not didn't grow they might feel like they didn't have a, an aliyah or yurida but it just sort of slips slips uh, between their fingers and then and then it's Rosh Hashanah again okay one more Var Chamishi Adko Asaknu Ben Yonim Shachushim Oizrim until now we've discussed areas where the senses uh, are engaged in his bindingness. Alshav hinenu magim leinyanim shelo inucha lahazibem chushim. Next, we're going to discuss things where the senses themselves are not involved; they're not able to be utilized towards this avoda of reflecting and of getting closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu through them. And we're going to talk about it. Um, the, one of the things that he says, Lisbainin Ba'avar, is reflecting on the past. The person who uh, Victor Miller has uh, has a set of history books. We mentioned the other day, Rav David Gottlieb has, in his own way, uh, things that are looking back through a certain lens. Uh, appreciating patterns, the Megillus Esther itself, right? Appreciating history and appreciating patterns uh, and the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is guiding the world in general and guiding a person's life are also ways that a person can become very, very close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and see Hashem's hand in their life as you pile on and you understand little, all the little areas of Ashkach HaPratis. At a certain point, you, you can literally live a different life uh, in hindsight, and ultimately apply at least a certain sense of comfort and bitachan and amuna going forward based on past events. We are commanded not to forget Maimon Arsini, not to remove it from our mind. We're going to have to see what, uh, what Revolvi says about this. Our eyes, our heart, our focus has to be on Yitzias, on Harsinai rather, all, uh, all the days. We have to be very careful not to forget these events. And to 
conveyed to our children. So this is what the Ramban says. Now this is something, if we were there, it would be something that appealed to our senses. But from our point of view, this, this is not something that has anything to do with, uh, with, with a specific experience. So the question is, within within the within the gedarim of what we're talking about is bonus. So how do we apply this to something that we didn't that we didn't experience? Which is interesting. If it's an idea, so you could say you have to flesh it out. If it's an experience, you could focus on it. But this is like a past experience that we weren't there. So he says the. Chiyov is to use the power of imagination. Hachosh, I mean, ultimately, even really, even when you are physically someplace, you only are aware because of your, uh, because of your mental consciousness, right? I mean, everything, I guess, through the eyes and the brain and the physical awareness. If you were there and you were sleeping, then what difference would it make? And if you, if you were having a, a dream or whatever, virtual reality, something very vivid, so then for all intents and purposes, I guess you could say that you were there. So we have the, the Chazal and Taira and telling us all the details of Maimar Sinai. So the question is, what's the mitzvah of understanding Harsinai, and it's not just Harsinai, we have other mitzvahs like this also, we'll see, but um, what's the mitzvah of relating to Harsinai? Is the mitzvah to know that it happened, or is the mitzvah to experience it the way, you know, then I guess you could ask a question, so why, don't, why doesn't every generation have a Maimon Harsinai? So, you know, there's other reasons to address what, what the, the power of a one-time event and transmission and everything like that. But as far as as far as there being a one-time event of Harsinai, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to Moshe Rabbeinu and Klal Yisrael when they left Mitzrayim, etc. Our avoda, as relates to Har Sinai, is that we were there and that we are there right now. And a person has to use his understanding and his power of nation. It sounds very abstract, but this is this is the vod. In this particular case, we can't focus on a specific experience. So, in general, we're going to apply this now to Har Sinai. But the idea of where his bonus enters to use imagination, to use the koach hadimyon, when a person, you could do it in bed before you go to sleep. Whenever it is that you're applying this, the idea of developing a certain uh, intellect, not just intellectual awareness, but almost an emotional attachment to something through the use of the koach hadimyon of the imagination is another avenue to relate to things when you didn't experience them. Kashira so in the Sefer Kuzari, when the 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 is explaining to the uh, to to the king in the context of the Sefer, and he says that he's uh, the chaver is explaining, and he says that a chassid is one who's completely in charge of his faculties. So let's see how the Kuzari explains in the context of the discussion, the way that the Sefer is laid out, how a Chassid utilizes his strengths towards Avodah Hashem. And he quotes, The 
a person who's going to be a chassid instructs his imagination to produce the most vivid vision for his memory to produce this whatever it is but like a vivid vision of what, what he's trying to do and the idea that the covered was filling up the base of Mikdash, Vizula Zaharbe. Now, obviously, we're not allowed to apply our, apply our imagination to Kaddish Baruch himself, as it were, but the idea is that when we read through when we read through these ideas, um, you know, this discussion, a lot of it gets discussed at the Seder. Most of us really read through, you know, a commentary on the Haggadah. You're supposed to, you're supposed to view yourself as though you were there. Um, and it goes very, you know, okay, we sort of um, acknowledge it and move on. Very, I don't know, I speak for myself, but very few people really take the time and the work. You can't really do it in a second. It takes a lot of preparation, and you probably really have, I mean, you can go through the says, I guess, but something that's like vivid and literally utilize the kayach of imagination, and if you do that to these various things, then they will actually have a impact on on your personality, on the way that you, uh, on the way that, certainly on the way that you relate to the material, but on the way that you relate to Avod, or the way you relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's going to go on. You could literally produce a living image, a living idea. Taira comes alive. And, and the point, though, is that that's what's intended. I mean, it, 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 his real point over here is that this is not just a nice idea. It sounds like Moser, and it is Moser. But what it really is, according to what he's saying, is that it's the way that the Ramban is defining the mitzvah. That's what, that's what we're really reading in. In other words, we have a mitzvah, we have an obligation, we have a duty to do this. This is how we are supposed to relate to these events. We're supposed to visualize them, and we're supposed to live them. This idea of a vivid illustration is a fundamental in Amuna. Imagination and deep reflection. Until a person is able to, uh, it's, it sounds like out there, like one of these Gedalim stories, but he, he, these Vadim are being given to people. The mitzvah and the expectation, therefore, the obligation and the duty in order to really build the fundamentals of Amuna and all of these ideas, the reason that we have these midrashim, like why do we have all these, you know, they're, they're so, they're getting into the details, is that a person is supposed to use the power of imagination and deep reflection to go into these things. And there are, there is farm and books and maps and coloring books. In, the, in terms of the base of Mikdash, it becomes much more real when you go through the, the avoda of the day with Karbanos and what the Kavanas were, and you go through uh, in the idea that davening is connected to the Avas, but davening is also connected the, uh, the, the the Karbanos. We should go through them. Or even as we mentioned, uh, I don't remember when we mentioned it, but not that long ago, that uh, that when I, uh, I think I mentioned before that when Rav Aaron Feldman was one of the Spaden that heard Chaim Kanievsky, so he uh, he mentioned that you know Rav Chaim was so far beyond. Uh, you know, what, what any of us could imagine, but he was alive and he was a human being, 
once we have all sorts of storybooks, once once Rav Chaim was nifter, so then all of a sudden for the next generation it became something that lives in a storybook. Maybe it's real, maybe it's not real, but it's not even necessarily something to aspire to, certainly, and it's not even something that's really humanly possible. It's 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 a story. It's something that they tell about malachim. When a person uses the, their their but to make something real, then it also impacts them differently. So he's bringing the Ramban, he's bringing the Kuzari, Rishain, and now he's bringing also the Sfarnu. So he's not just coming off, you know, nice fluffy ideas. What does the Sfarnu say in the Pasuk? Haskes means Tsair b'machshavtacha, produce an image, Ushma v'hizbainein. So we're using imagination and reflection. Or contemplation. So these are, if you want to come to a point where you can do avoda, you're hearing Hakadosh Baruch Hu, These are the kaychus. And if it sounds like a nice idea, but it, it, again, the, the 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 purpose of these vadim is really as a as a workbook to engage. Otherwise, it's a nice idea. And not necessarily chidushim per se, um, but it, it would actually take some work to do. The idea of being able to 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 do what we're discussing, to be able to literally picture something, to feel it. I mean, nowadays, if a person watches, you know, certainly with media and technology, the way I, mean, I haven't seen like uh, you know anything on the screen in a long time. But the, the way that they can you can produce with the use of sound and music and I guess I don't know smells and whatever it is I'm sure there's big industries and in marketing and maybe amusement parks things like that you can literally affect emotions in terms of presentation. Good speakers do it all the time. You could tell the same story. Some people could bring tears to people's eyes. The idea is to become emotionally attached, personally invested, and integrated with these ideas. That a person has to see him self, not understand, in other words, we, we a lot of times you could read that statement and say, what does it mean to see myself as if I left Mitzrayim? Because if they wouldn't left Mitzrayim, I would still be a slave. So since I would still be a slave, so therefore, by them leaving Mitzrayim, it's as if I left Mitzrayim. And then you ask the questions, well, what does it mean? At some point in history, somebody would have gone free. That has nothing to do with the mitzvah the way that in the, in the way that we're discussing it. The mitzvah is not to understand that they went free. The mitzvah is that we went free from Mitzrayim. It's very hard to do, especially during the Seder. There's so much going on. You're reading through all the text. But th- th- these are the mitzvahs. Until you have imagery in front of your eyes. There was a pillar of fire. They were holding the they were all surrounded by these these donkeys that were laden with all of the spoils. A person goes through now, there's so many books, English, Hebrew, whatever language, pictures. Um, I think that there's like video presentations of it. There's museums and little models. There's certainly enough that if a person wanted to... Um, 
to understand, to, to try to produce a vision of the Avodah and the Beis HaMikdash. HaMa'ayin b'shar Avodah HaMiyuchas L'Rabbeinu Yona Yira Sham B'chosh Mamish If a person goes and they read, they read the Sefer Shara Avodah attributed to Rabbeinu Yona Echad HaMevi Karban Oilo Chatas But you read through it step by step. What was it like to bring a Karban? V'roa Ech HaKohen Shochto Go through the steps when the Kohen shechted it V'zorek Damo who threw the blood V'achach Maile Murem HaMizbeach Then the sacrificial parts went on the Mizbeach U'bala Karban Mizboinen the person, I heard one time, uh, Ravam Aaron Lopiansky was describing, the way I remember it, being someplace by the Yitzhiyas and Shem of a person, when, when literally the person's life went away, and he described it as a tremendously emotional experience, watching that somebody was alive and that they're no longer alive. Uh, however, a person could tap into it uh, uh, at the time that uh, there was an animal, a, li- a living animal, and the Kohen shechted it, and and the person watching the life of a living creature ebb away realizes that really it should have been him who should have been shechted. And he puts himself, as it were, into the position of the animal. He had put all of his weight on the animal, and he said, Vidoy. It could it becomes literally an emotional experience at the time back then that a person was bringing the carbon. He sees a person walking around with a bowl of blood, and he realizes that he should have been shechted, and his blood should be spilled on the base of... Uh, on the Mizbeach. The crow of Elisari Falgavi Zach, he sees this person walking around, this kind of walking around with the sacrificial parts of an animal. I assume that, I don't know, blood and stuff uh, looks different from a human parts and he's picturing as though he's sitting there shechted and his parts his blood is being splashed and his guts are going on his back and it's because of what he did right what did a person do a person only brings a, a chatas if it was a shogeg you know what he did he accidentally, I don't know, turned on the light on Shabbos. And now he's we traveled to the base of Mikdash, not necessarily an easy trip. He's going, he's standing in line. There's a tremendous procession. The Kohen is taking the animal. The animal is probably a big thing. It has to be held down, probably making noise. He watches the Kohen take the sharp knife. The blood starts spurting. The animal is writhing away. The, it, it, the, its life is ebbing away. And all of a sudden, mentally, he sees himself being on the floor. He sees the blood coming out of him. He sees his life ebbing away, which is deserved. And the parts from him are going on the Mizbeach, and the person loses it. And the person totally loses it. He bursts out crying hysterically. And this is what Rabbeinu Yonah goes through. This is the experience that we're supposed to have, the same way that a person had this when he's bringing a carbon, when you go through the Seder, and when you have Harsin, Maimon Harsinai. It's very difficult. We're not physically experiencing it, but we have a power of imagination to be used in a positive sense. Umagam his bainas bavoidas yom kippur in the base of mikdash, and his bainas on yom kippur in the base of mikdash, kan yesh makom rochov leslamdas. There's a very broad area for vadim and for practical steps. Nikbaliat smenu bekolyom ezes man lagil is bainas bam rasina sheralzez chayavnu bemitzvah losase. Coming off of the mitzvah, the raisa of the Ramban. 
that we are supposed to be misbein in our Sinai. Now that obviously is very hard and very abstract. Because okay, you're thinking our Sinai. You can have if if a person was going to do this, that means opening up whatever Hebrew, English, whatever you need. The midrashim understanding descriptions of what was going on to the best of our ability of Har Sinai. And it's not going to be easy. It doesn't mean read it, think about it for five minutes. It's going to take time, and it's not going to happen fast. A person has to be stubborn in order to be able to spend the time in this kvias ad until he sees fruit from the experience. Once you have the experience, then presumably you can have the power of recall, you could bring it back, and it's the type of thing that you could take with you, but to get to that point is going to take work and uh, and consistency. So, first of all, as far as the two Vadim are concerned, the first one, again, is relating to still things that are sensory, but understanding that just the, 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 the thousands, millions, I don't know, processes of things going on in our body, write them out and just allowing yourself to be blown away, I guess by the amount, by the breadth of the processes and by the significance of them, like we discussed, the birurim, eating, expelling waste, things like that. And the next one is understanding the power and utilizing the power of uh, of imagination uh, in terms of reaching these goals. Okay, shkayach, stop over there.